This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and welcome to this week's Future Proof Me mini episode. Today, we're exploring a topic we've been asked a lot about this year. It's true. We've had many people ask us something along the lines of, is now a good time to change career? Or how do I know when to quit my job and focus on my side hustle or start my own thing? Exactly. And one key consideration in many people's minds when they raise this with us is how do I know, particularly in this time of COVID, if I'll be okay financially? Repeatedly, we hear that one of the biggest barriers to making a career transition is the fear of financial security. Yes, this is an important consideration. Of course, it's not everything, but it's a really interesting topic because if you're anything like me, then sometimes it's hard to think purely rationally about money and financial security. And instead, you can get caught up in bag lady images and concerns when they're not really justified. I know that's often happens to me. I just can't always think rationally about money. Yeah. And do you know that American personal finance champion Susie Orman reckons that up to 50% of all women at some point will fear becoming a bag lady, even when there isn't really any likelihood of that happening? Yeah, it's really incredible, isn't it? And I can relate to that for sure. And it's, I think it is a genuine issue for quite a large percentage of women. So it's why today we're turning to the refreshing and calm practical thinking of one of our former guests, Katie Vanek-Smith. She chose to leave her high-paying job as president of Dow Jones in New York to co-found a media startup called Tortoise in the UK. That's right. And in this mini episode, you'll hear about the thought process she went through to work out whether she could afford to make the change and still support her family. Now, before we dive in and hear Katie, we just want to be clear here that we're not saying everyone should be thinking of quitting their big corporate jobs to join a startup. Far from it. This is simply for those of you who are curious about how someone else thinks about their financial situation when it comes to making career decisions or thinking about career transitions. Exactly. So here's Katie on how she thought about and continues to think about what she needs in terms of finances. 
the reason that I never thought I'd do a startup is I was worried about pay packets. Yeah. Right? But now I'm sort of like, okay, I know what I need and I know how to live. And I've saved a lot from nice jobs before. I know how much I got in the bank. I know I can do it for three years. It doesn't work. I think I'm young enough to go and get a CEO gig, she says, and to have, an, you know, have another go in me. So it's a sort of, and, and actually money doesn't really matter as long as you can pay the bills. Yeah. So uh, I'm just intrigued because I think sometimes your relationship with money impacts, you know, whether you're prepared to take the risk of going to do something entrepreneurial or not. The reason I told myself I would never do a startup, right, which was like, oh, the money. I mean, I obviously can't do it because of the money. And then you get to a point, well, I got to a point, which was not a point I ever thought I'd get to, by the way, because this was completely ridiculous, that I was earning a lot of money. Right. And it didn't make me any happier. It doesn't, money doesn't, everyone knows that. It's true. It made my life luxurious. It made it easy. It meant I could treat my friends and family and throw massive parties. And I'm quite known for my parties. Good to know. Yeah. I've just <laughs> scaled them back now and do them in my house rather than in glamorous places. You know, as long as I can provide for my family and that's my immediate family and my extended family, then it doesn't really matter. And it's also, the other thing I know is I know I can always make ends meet, which is the sort of thing that you always fall back on, which is if the worst comes to the worst, can I find a way to get through it? Yes, I can. I think I have a healthy relationship with money, which is I can live within any any means, right? So I worked out the other week that I could feed my family for £85 a week. And I did it for a week, just to prove to myself I could do it if I ever needed to. But I'm all right. I'm paid okay. I'm just not paid the mega bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. I can, aff- I can afford to eat. You can afford to I eat. Afford Excellent. To eat. Because I now watch my money in a different way to what I did. I I did the energy swapping. I swapped all my energy accounts. I saved myself £1,500 a year. I was very proud of myself, actually. I was like, oh, that's amazing. I also then shopped around for the first time in a very long time. But nothing else in my life has changed. I'm working the same hours. I just feel like I'm working in a different way. It isn't harder to do it. I thought it would be just harder, longer hours, but I'm learning loads. It's brilliant. I'm not working any harder than I worked when I was working in a corporate, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. I just don't have the corporate clothes budget. So interesting to hear Katie's way of thinking through her financial situation, isn't it? I particularly love that she even tried shopping to that set budget of £85 for one week just to prove she could do it if she needed to. Yeah, and that reminds me of how podcaster and author Tim Ferriss has talked about doing something similar, you know, as as part of embracing stoicism. Yeah, right. He was living very spartanly for a period of time just to prove he would be okay if everything went wrong financially in his life. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. And I think it's really timely to be talking about this during COVID as we know so many people's roles have been affected, you know, particularly if they're working in travel, aviation, hospitality, the arts, you name it. Absolutely. You know, another point I want to make here is that what we've shared here with Katie's experience is simply one person's journey and process of deciding to leave their corporate job for something else. I was thinking it might be helpful if you shared briefly, Claire, what you looked at before you left your leadership role at Google some years back. That's if you're happy to. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, kind of briefly, um, what I did was I worked with a coach for the last 18 months that I was in my role at Google. And I started right from the beginning of defining my purpose and values, 
all the way to then getting really clear on my strategy for leaving and, you know, my financial plan. You know, I made sure that I saved and I put money aside just to make sure that I knew how long I could last. And I also tested out my ideas while I was still in my corporate role, you know, making sure that I was also really trying to nail my day job, of course. And then I resigned with six months notice and I worked with, you know, full commitment right to the end, because I think it's really important that if you do leave, that you leave on a really high note. Yeah, I agree. Try to leave on the best terms possible. It's too small a world not to, isn't it? It really is. But, you know, I do remember that morning when I was about to resign and I sat and I had a coffee and I thought to myself, what are you doing? (laughs) Are you completely crazy leaving Google? But then I thought, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I thought, well, I could fail and I could go back to a job at Google. Hmm. It's not so bad, is it? Not at all. No. (laughs) And then I thought, well, if I can't do this, I'm at a certain stage in my career, then who can? And so I took the risk and I jumped and I never looked back. Yeah, it's so interesting. And it's, you know, it's never easy to resign, even when you've got something compelling, like another corporate role to go for. It's always, I think, quite nerve wracking to resign and, you know, end something because endings are hard by definition. Yeah, they certainly are. And and what about you, Greta? When you, when you actually quit and went to work for yourself? Well, you know, it was quite some time ago. And I think, you know, in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have had the guts to go and work for myself. But I got sick with glandular fever years ago. And so I actually really wasn't left with much choice. I I couldn't work full time. So I stopped my full time role. And I had complete time off for a few months. And then I could only work a few days. So I went Back, I sort of started to consult and contract to a few different people so I could manage my hours. But what that showed me, it was the real silver lining of getting sick, was I could survive and I could win business. And I had always wanted to experience working for myself. And that kind of gave me the push, if you like, to give it a go. And I never really looked back from there. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it, how life sometimes pushes you yeah, absolutely. in that direction. So, you know, and it just goes to show that we're all quite different in how we think about this, aren't we? Yeah, we we really are because we do have our own personal foibles and things that we focus on more than others. Yeah, and the things that are important to us. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll just say one more time that when in this show, we're really not saying that we think everybody should be thinking about leaving their corporate gig to join a startup. Or work for themselves. Or work for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But, it, you know, it might be helpful for, even for those of you that are thinking about making a career transition. You know, maybe it's a sideways move or you're trying to move function or things like that. It may well be relevant to you in 2021. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. Stay tuned for another interview episode next week as we draw really close to the end of the year. Stay happy, stay safe. Ciao for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.